Welcome to the Business in Vancouver podcast. I'm Haley Wooden. I'm Tyler Orton. And this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Last week is all about the BC budget. This week, it's Canada's budget. And you had the chance to speak to someone on this. So have I today. But what's your take so far on, on what this means economically? Yeah, it was not a splashy budget. I go into more detail with Reese Kesselman. He's an SFU professor over at the School of Public Policy. Uh, Tune into yesterday's podcast. Uh, we mm-hmm. go detailed there, but really, I mean, I think the one industries that 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 is excited about this is say the tech sector got half a billion dollars in cybersecurity funding. But beyond that, I don't hear everyone hooting and hollering about um, a lot of votes. Had me here, especially when you think about like I, I was genuinely expecting announcements with regards to tax reform after we have the tax reforms in the United States with regards to corporate tax cuts there. Back in December, I thought Canada would have responded. We did not get that. So yeah, this, this is people have been saying it's a stay pat sort of budget. Of course it is. I mean, we've got the election next year, so that's when we're going to get uh, the proverbial goodies. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like um, I don't know, not splashy. Wasn't too shocked except for the lack of uh, tax reforms uh, being introduced. Yeah, we've heard from the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade, the Surrey Board of Trade as well, between them representing thousands of members, stating they're disappointed and concerned about Canada's competitiveness now in the face of U.S. corporate tax cuts. We saw some changes at the small business taxation level, notably finally some clarity around the controversial small business tax reforms. Uh, When it comes to income sprinkling too, government says 97% of small businesses will be sort of exempt from having to go through a reasonableness test so they won't have to go through that process. Some details around passive income too, but no big interesting tax cuts that would really match what we've seen in the U.S. And I think government has made it clear they're not going to provide any sort of knee-jerk reaction to what's going on south of the border. But I think longer term, it certainly does call into question how Canada is going to remain competitive. Yeah. What, what what do you make? I mean, I guess some of the more notable things were changes to, say, parental leave. I think that's what everybody's pretty much talking about here. Yeah. Uh, how do you think this fits in? Because there are efforts from the Trudeau government to get women back into the workforce in a way that's much easier, that you know finds that more balance between, um, say, fathers or same-sex partners, and can help. You know, I, is this going to be enough? Is this uh, are these changes really going to do as much as people would hope here? Or is this more of a symbolic change, in your opinion? Yeah, I I think it's very symbolic. I think if you read the budget introduction, it talks all about how gender equality issues, how Mm -hmm. a gender framework were factored into every single budgetary item. So I think that's symbolic. And I think I am no expert on this, but I'm sure there maybe is an ultimate impact that comes out of it, even though it might be difficult to quantify. But one of the big questions is, okay, well, where's funding for childcare or something like that or another measure that may help get Women and may support, you know, just families generally go back to work. That that's a big issue for families, I think. And we saw them in the provincial budget, but it's not really in the federal one. Well, that provincial budget, maybe it's because we're here on the West Coast, Haley. But I, I just felt as if there's a lot more for us to sink our teeth into. Uh, you know, uh, whether we're talking about housing, uh, I think that's always going to be a hot button issue mm-hmm. here, no matter what goes on in the West Coast. But yeah, I, I wasn't as uh, grabbed by this latest budget, and I wasn't necessarily expecting to be nearly 
as riveted by what we got this week versus uh, the, uh, the previous week. But hey, um, next, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for 2019. I think that's what we have to do, right? <laughs> that's going to be the most amazing budget we've sure, ever seen. I'm course. sure they'll roll out uh, anything and everything you can imagine. But yeah, for now, we have the budget. There might be some things that come to light over the next few days as everyone pours through it, but not the most impressive budget, I don't think. Anyway, we're going to continue with the latest business news headlines after this break. This podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Manning Elliott has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax, and valuation services to businesses in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, and if you want an accounting firm that'll be there to help you every step of the way, give Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors a call at 604-714-3600. That's 604-714-3600, or you can check them out online at manningelliott.ca. Budget aside, Tyler, what's another business news story that's caught your attention? Well, this this is a weird one. Just with regards to Mountain Equipment Co-op coming under pressure from its members to drop Vista Outdoor brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vista Outdoor, they are a major gun manufacturer, but they also produce a lot of other outdoor items, and they also own another number of other brands that produce that. So, of course, we've got the Parkland School shooting. It's raising, I, I think, like more awareness for these, you know, particular issues. A lot more corporate pressure being felt in the United States than we've really seen before. With a lot of people, a lot of businesses dropping links to say the NRA. Now it's creeping its way up to Canada. I just wonder, what's your take on this, Haley? Is this a bit of a stretch, though, uh, just with regards to the connections between Mac and Vista Outdoor Brands? That's a good question. I mean, is it a bit of a stretch? Yes, they're not carrying live ammunition. They're not carrying guns. Mech, from all its branding and sort of what it stands for, I would be shocked to ever find anything tied directly to guns in one of their stores. That's not what they're about. Well, I think they're they're not a licensed um, seller of that guns. too. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but but they did come out and say on social media yesterday. I uh, were recording this on Wednesday. They did say late Tuesday that they don't have any connections to the NRA, but they also wanted to emphasize they are not anti hunting. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe they're trying to clear up confusion that some members may have. They have about 5 million members across Canada, 22 stores. Yeah. It's not small potatoes here with regards to just their reach across the country. Yeah. And I think it, I mean, it, it would be far too simplistic to sort of paint this as a guns bad or guns good issue, right? So the hunting point I think is very valid. Of course, people can legally own guns and purchase them for certain specific uses here in Canada. I I think this might be a bit of a stretch, but you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of sort of calls for companies to divest of having invested in certain companies. Typically, you see that in like resource companies that have had controversy or are, um, you know, known for emitting lots of uh, carbon dioxide into the environment, whatever it may be. It reminds me a bit of that. And I do think, you know, if you want change, and this doesn't necessarily apply to the mech situation, but generally you, you go after the money because that's what causes people to pay attention. The other interesting thing is they're not really rushing to 
make a decision at this point. They've been, this pressure has really been mounting on them all week long. It's now Wednesday. They, and they've been good at updating throughout the day. So we did get a number of updates on Monday, Tuesday. Haven't heard an update as of uh, uh, Wednesday morning, but we'll see how this plays out. But they're not in a rush. What do you think they end up doing here? Because do they drop the brands? Or do they keep them? I'm, I'm going to throw it to you, Haley, because mm. they're under pressure from people that say, yes, drop the brand or I'm not going to shop there anymore versus other people that say, if you drop the brand, then I'm not going to shop here anymore. Mm-hmm. What do they actually come down and decide in this situation? I, I'm not saying your own personal opinion on this, but what do you think they end up doing? Yeah, I... Oh, that's that's a tough question. My gut is saying that they end up dropping the brand see my gut says that they don't so we'll place a bet on that we'll come back next once they have a decision made <laughs> next podcast we'll okay. figure out who wins and oh, who man. loses this bet well, I'm, in uh, the, I'm in a competition okay. i didn't even know it yeah. all right well, but we're not we're not betting uh, eating a bug or anything like that so no uh, of course okay in reference this. to our colleague patrick blennerhassett who bets that one, Donald Trump would not win the U.S. presidential election 2016. He lost that bet and he had to eat a bug larvae mm-hmm. or eat bug larvae on uh, the podcast, which or was it the radio show? Either you way, know, I it think was, it was both. I think we both. gave it as much coverage yeah. as we possibly could. <laughs> Either way, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is an interesting uh, story to follow. So we'll, we'll keep on top of that. I have a feeling now that I'm going to lose this bet, but yeah. who knows? Oh. What what's uh, catching your eye this week, Haley? Well, Apple through Bloomberg, Bloomberg reporting may be coming out with not one, not two, but three iPhones at its annual product launch in September. They're going to take the form of bigger, cheaper, faster. So a supersized iPhone X, a cheaper phone that has some iPhone X features, and then the typical sort of upgrade to the latest model that you tend to see year over year. I'm going to be that jerk that uh, corrects you, Haley. Okay. It's uh, And this is a huge problem Apple has had. It's actually the iPhone 10, but it's it's been stylized as X, but everyone, everyone calls it the iPhone X, even though Apple insists on calling it the iPhone 10. Oh, right. Well, uh, it's really silly because it is an X. And there's no, there's no nine. It goes from (laughs) iPhone 8 to iPhone 10. And there's no nine. So adding to the confusion even more. Oh, I, I apologize. <laughs> I, I swear, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not on Apple's marketing uh, payroll or anything like that. But it's just... Uh, I'm trying to think now how I've been referring to it for the last like, you know half what? year. I've just been calling it the new iPhone. <laughs> the new, what are you going to do next year? Uh, what old, are they even going to call it next iPhone? year? I don't know. Well, no, how will you refer to what's no longer the new iPhone? Maybe they'll call it the iPhone X1. You know, 11? Or, yeah, uh, or XI. <laughs> I think, you know, I think Apple needs to weigh in and, and yeah. Yeah. you know, but <laughs> confirm this Back to us. your point. You're anyway, making a very good point here that I yeah. totally threw you off on, but uh, please, please. But, oh, yeah, I'll get back, get back <laughs> to the story here. So, I mean, interestingly, smartphone market, not the same growth market it was go back however many years, it actually contracted slightly in 2017. iPhone 10 sales, the new iPhone sales, weren't as 
high as analysts had expected or even Apple had expected. So it's a changing marketplace. There's more competition. So what it seems like the strategy is this time around, Apple doesn't need uh, to hit a home run with any particular version of the upcoming iPhones. But if it, you know, comes up with something that can attract people who couldn't afford the past iPhone and it was expensive or it, it finds something for everyone, that could be a pretty good strategy, sort of spread out the sales across three devices. Yeah, I would have deeply considered the purchase of the iPhone 8 this past year, except they did not have the uh, dual lens cameras that I wanted mm. that was featured in the iPhone 10. But the price point for the iPhone 10, I, it just wasn't worth it to me. So I don't know, I, I, I figure I'll just hold off for another few months see what Apple delivers again. I'm a, I'm, I'm an Apple guy. But, you know, it, what happens every year is, though, I, I look at the product offerings, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. I'm okay with what I've got. Maybe I'll just hang on. And I think that's what a lot of customers are doing right now. And that's one of Apple's issues. Will the big screens help out? I don't know. For me, I just like being able to carry it in my pocket. I don't need, like, this jumbo phablet that uh, I can... <laughs> You know, uh, watch movies on while I'm on the SkyTrain. The, the phablet term, that's when I actually learned today. Oh, in, learned I, today? I had never heard phablet, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Well, because We've been using why? this term for like five years. Well, not around me where okay. I totally <laughs> tuned it out. But a phablet, You're obviously not using a phablet for your Amazon purchases. That's no. uh, because uh, we have found out on the podcast that you're really not into e-commerce <laughs> shopping. No. And I guess you're not into phablets either. No, they're right. not fabulous. Oh, wow. That's, to me. Uh, that's wonderful. But I hear, I mean, my personal iPhone, I have a work one, which is the work one is more up to date than my personal one. I have mm-hmm. a 5C. And we're now at iPhone 10, even though we skipped nine, as you yeah, pointed yeah. out. But I, I don't feel the need to update my phone every year. I have an iPad, which I love and I use for reading, but I, I don't feel the need to combine the two. Well, and that's just the question. If you've got these jumbo screens, is that going to cannibalize sales of, say, the iPad, which uh, they've actually been a little bit resurgent with uh, sales mm-hmm. that uh, for their tablets? I don't. I, I suspect yes. I, I suspect people would not buy both. They would just go with one or the other, which yeah. is interesting because I, I think what Apple's really trying to do here is go into markets like India and China, where people don't own both a tablet and a phone. It's either one or the other, and they're probably going to pick a phone over a tablet. So why not make it a jumbo phone that they can you know, do their Amazon shopping on or what have you? Yeah. And then I wonder you know, if it's getting bigger, what what's the price going to be like? Because Apple uh, tried to do that and go into emerging markets with the the C offerings. So it was a colored phone. It was cheaper, didn't have all the perks of the, the newer model that came out at the same time. But it didn't have the uptake that Apple thought it might have. So, And that was a more affordable price point. So I don't know what a what a, an Apple phablet might be priced at, but $1,000 for the iPhone X. Yeah. Steep. Um, no, I'll... I'm going to wait and see, see what <laughs> the offerings see. are. And uh, look, I, I like the uh, larger screen as long as it fits in my hand and I can easily text uh, with just one hand. And uh, yeah, there you uh, go. yeah. Well, it, it, look, if they've got cool new features, 
I'm down. But I think every year I'm, I'm I just feel a little underwhelmed, and mm-hmm. I just keep hanging on to my older phone. And eventually, the company says, "Hey, you've got an older phone. We're gonna upgrade it." Yeah, it's not it's not like the latest one, but right. it's still like worth it. And it's like, oh, great. Uh, this is uh this is free. free I'll take phone, it yeah. for sure. Well, we'll wait and see what the iPhone. Cross your fingers, XI. Maybe they'll call it XI. XI. That's what we're calling it. (laughs) That's what we're calling it. You heard it here first, guys. All right. And that's why you listen to the Business in Vancouver (laughs) podcast for all our ramblings and all my mistakes. We appreciate you listening today. Tyler, where can people go to connect with you? Yeah, you you can find my stories and your stories, Haley, at BIV.com. We've got a brand new website worth checking out there. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Reporton. That's R-E-P-O-R-T-O-N. Haley, what about you? Social media, what's the best way to find you there? I'm on Twitter. My handle at Haley Wynn. Feel free to say hi. We also have our podcasts on iTunes as well as Stitcher if you want to listen to them there and give us a rating, which we always appreciate. For now, that's today's show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Thursday. And this podcast was brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors.